This, this, this show is brought to you by Safety FM. The following program is rated MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, and violence. It is intended only for mature audiences. Finally, show with the balls and call it like it is. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Countdown to audio torture. The Rated R Safety Show starts in three, two, one. Ah, let the eardrum pain begin. Forget the corporate bullshit. This is the Rated R Safety Show with your host, Dr. Uh, it doesn't matter who the host is. Well, that's the truth. It really is. Uh, today's Wednesday, June the 16th of 2021, day 167th of the year and only 198 days left to go. Hopefully everything is good and grand wherever the heck you're located. We're broadcasting live from the Safety FM studios in Orlando, Florida, and actually coming across the multiverse of Safety FM, which is kind of the cool part where we kind of get to hang out in all these different portions of things that I normally wouldn't hang out in, but we do. I remember for a period of time, we talked about it for a very long time that we would never do video. <laughs> Guess that's kind of failed us. Anyways, we're also broadcasting with our sister station, and they sound something like this. Freeform Radio never sounded this great. Or has it? Radio Big. So anyways, that's our friends over there on the other side of the... Well, we'll say on the other side of the studio. Um, at Radio Big, so there you go. Th- they are a music station, just in case if you're not familiar with them. Uh, I host a show over there, but there's several different radio shows, but it's mostly music-based. This show, as you are aware, we talk a little bit about safety. We bring in some professional broadcasters. They give their um, they give their information, um, and then I kind of come back and give you what I have going on and all that kind of fun stuff. We normally try to start off with whatever the hell's going on inside of the world of uh let's see trending yeah the trends you know it's a brand new trend oh, that's a whole other song uh so let's talk about it real quick let's talk about the top fiction and non-fiction books currently on the new york times bestsellers list uh so taking it from the fiction category at number five one last stop at number four the last thing he told me hold on the last thing he told me um at number three malibu rising at number two, Golden Girl. And at number one, Freed. So there you go. That's the fiction category according to the New York Times bestsellers list. Now, if we go into nonfiction, here we go. At number five, What Happened to You? At number four, The Premonition. At number three, After All. At number two, Killing the Mob. And at number one, according to the nonfiction category, by the New York Times bestsellers list, how the word is passed, how the word is passed. So there you go. That's the top five going on around there. So kind of stick around, take a listen to what we have going on. I'm going to bring my friends in from Feature Story News. But today, today, there's some questions. There's some questions that I need answers to, and I can't get these answers without you. So kind of be paying close attention to what the hell we have going on, and we'll go from there. Here we go. Here is the news on the Rising Bar Safety Show. From Feature Story News in New Delhi, I'm Neha Punia.
It's the first major flare-up between Israel and Palestine following last month's fighting. Israel says it has launched airstrikes against Hamas targets in the Gaza Strip in retaliation for incendiary balloons fired from the territory. Explosions were heard in Gaza City in the early hours of Wednesday. Israeli authorities claim several balloons were sent into Israel from Gaza on Tuesday and they caused multiple fires. Both sides had agreed to a ceasefire on the 21st of May after 11 days of fighting. More than 600,000 people have died from COVID-19 in the United States. The latest milestone comes as the White House announced plans for a party on July 4th to mark a summer of freedom from the virus. The Biden administration is racing to get as many people vaccinated as quickly as possible, still aiming for its target of having 70% of the population inoculated with at least one shot by July the 4th. The White House plans to use that national holiday, Independence Day, as a chance to mark independence from COVID-19. And it'll be hosting more than a 1,000 guests made up of first responders and essential workers to a celebration in the grounds of the White House. However, Tuesday saw the U.S. surpass 600,000 deaths, according to Johns Hopkins University. A third of those deaths have occurred since President Biden took office in January. I'm Nick Harper in Washington. Japanese officials are set to relax restrictions on spectators at Olympic and Paralympic venues, according to domestic media reports. John Matthews has more in Tokyo. The limit on spectators per venue will be raised to 10,000 or 50% of the venue's capacity, whichever is lower. Watching the games live and in person is still only for domestic spectators. The government has shown no indication that non-delegation members coming from outside Japan will be allowed inside the games' venues. The new policy comes as the government is expected to allow the current state of emergency to expire. It was imposed beginning in late April as a fourth wave of COVID-19 cases overwhelmed hospitals and amplified doubts about the risks the games brought to Japan. Taiwan has reported the largest ever incursion by China into its airspace. Chinese fighter jets reportedly flew into an area close to the Pratas Islands as well as around the southern tip of Taiwan. Sam Wong reports. According to Taiwan's Defense Ministry, the largest incursion by the Chinese Air Force involved J-16 and J-14 fighters, as well as H-6 bombers that can carry nuclear weapons. Taiwan says there were 28 aircraft in total, breaking the record of 25 aircraft reported two months ago. China's Defense Ministry has not commented on this incident, but has maintained in the past that such missions are necessary to prevent collusion between Taipei and Washington. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks, and we're going to put the spotlight back on the theatre industry today. The news that the British government is delaying by a month the lifting of remaining COVID-19 restrictions in England has hit the sector hard. The government's delay means that capacity controls continue to exist at theatres... incursion by China into its airspace. Chinese fighter jets reportedly flew into an area close to the Pratas Islands as well as around the southern tip of Taiwan. Sam Wong reports. According to Taiwan's Defense Ministry, the largest incursion by the Chinese Air Force involved J-16 and J-14 fighters, as well as H-6 bombers that can carry nuclear weapons. Taiwan says there were 28 aircraft in total, breaking the record of 25 aircraft reported two months ago. 
China's defense ministry has not commented on this incident, but has maintained in the past that such missions are necessary to prevent collusion between Taipei and Washington. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. With I spend a lot of time in the backyard, and I'm the center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores. And in 09, it was me, your backyard fire pit, that accidentally started a wildfire when a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. My name is Lola Silvestri, and I'm going to be 95 this year. I was very independent. I fell, and I had to have meals on wheels. America, let's do lunch. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Hey, everyone, let's all stop what we're doing and take a moment. You see, every moment can be kind of special. But they can be loud moments, goofy moments, dorky moments. It doesn't matter because every time dads like us take a moment like that to spend with our kids, well, it's pretty momentous. So let's take a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Insurance companies, giant hospitals, and big business don't fear going to court unless they're facing me. The courtroom is where I made my name, Jeffrey Feiger. It's where I make winning the only option. It's in my DNA, Feiger Law. I was born for this. I was born for this. I was born for this. So for years, I have been telling you how I sleep so miserably at night, but that has all changed as of recent, and let me tell you why. Let me tell you about my friends at Helix Sleep. Helix Sleep has a sleep quiz that takes just about two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. Why should you buy a mattress made for someone else? With Helix, you're getting a mattress that you will know will be perfect for the way you sleep. Everybody is unique, and Helix knows that. So they have several different mattress models to choose from. They have a soft, medium, and firm mattress. Mattress is great for cooling you down if you sleep hot. And even at Helix Plus mattresses for plus-size sleepers. I took the Helix quiz, and I was matched with the Helix Midnight Luxe mattress because I wanted something that felt soft. And I sleep on my side. It was such a different approach and exactly on how I was able to sleep. I love it. It's a huge upgrade from what I had before, that's for sure. The kids love it, even though they shouldn't be jumping on my bed, but that's a whole other story. And my wife loves it, which is important. So if you're looking for a mattress, you just take the quiz. You order the mattress and you're matched to it. And the mattress comes right to your door, shipped for free. You don't even need to go to the mattress store again. Helix is awesome, but you don't need my word for it. Helix was awarded the number one overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. Just go to helixsleep.com forward slash safety. That's helixsleep.com 
forward slash safety. There, take the two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you up with a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. They have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try the mattress for 100 nights, risk-free. They'll even pick it up if you don't love it, but you will. Helix is offering up to $200 off of all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com forward slash safety. That's helixsleep.com forward slash safety for up to $200 off and two free pillows. Don't forget to tell them that Jay Allen sent you. This show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Oh, you got to love the news around here, especially when it goes. And it kind of just goes everywhere. Anyways, it is 12 minutes past the top of the hour as you and I are hanging out on this lovely, lovely, lovely Wednesday. Yeah, some people refer to it as hump day. What does that even mean? Anyway, so let's continue talking. An alligator <laughs> was hanging out in a lobby in Florida, 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 post office last week. According to the security footage, the animal walked in through the building automatic front doors around 3.30 a.m. A patron who showed up to, uh, I guess, up for a mail package was startled uh, when they find the creature hanging out in the lobby and called uh, local authorities, which sounds like a great idea to do. Uh, let's see. A trapper was called to the scene and the gator was safely removed. The post office lobby is reportedly open 24 hours a day, which is how the gator was able to enter and hang out for a bit. Well, I have to tell you, if you really want to start off your morning quite fantastic, that would definitely be a way to do it. Imagine walking in, trying to check in your post office box and all of a sudden, voila, there's Mr. Gator hanging out or Mrs. Gator um, saying, Hello. More sarcasm than Mortal Kombat beat down. Rated R safety show. Okay, California is one of the first states to shut down and has lifted most of its COVID-19 restrictions, but the new health order went into effect yesterday and allows vaccinated people to go without a face covering in most situations, putting the state in line with the CDC guidance. Masks will still be required on public transportations in hospitals and in jails, as well as schools and child care centers. The state will also stop limiting capacity and enforcing physical distancing at all venues as of tuesday 59 percent of all residents have received at least one dose of the vaccine so there you go what do you think about that so as you are aware they were the one of the first ones meaning california to close down and now we're seeing still some restrictions in regards to them opening back up so what comes to mind as we all start talking about it because i think it's interesting on how some of these sequences start going about so are they doing the right thing the wrong thing i don't know stuff to think about anyways the girl scouts of the usa has 15 million yeah one five million uh boxes of unsold cookies a rep of the organization told the associated press that the 12 million of the boxes are still sitting in their two baking facilities little brownie bakers and abc bakers the facilities are trying to figure out a way to donate the cookies to places such as a food bank typically typically girl scout sells about two hundred thousand boxes or wow not two hundred thousand two hundred million boxes oh my of cookies per year around eight hundred million dollars worth but sales this past year were lower due to the pandemic and about 30% decrease in membership. So there you go. So what do you think? What what would you do with a 15 million boxes of cookies? And what kind are they? Let's, let, let's find that out. I think that's important. <laughs> uh, should I say that out loud or maybe not? 
You are listening to something magical. <laughs> You're listening to the Rated R Safety Show. Okay, an Associated Press investigation found that at least 1,900 U.S. military firearms were lost or stolen during the 2010s with many resurfacing in violent crimes. Government records from Army, Marine Corps, Navy, and Air Force show pistols, machine guns, shotguns, automatic assault rifles banished from armory, supply warehouses, warships, and elsewhere. The Pentagon used to share annual updates about stolen weapons with Congress, but that requirement ended years ago. So when you take a listen to something like that, do you think that it's something that should be reinforced again? No, seriously, this would be your part. Do you think that it's something that should be reinforced again? That's something to think about, of course. I mean, it's interesting. If you're seeing that a lot of violent crimes, 1,900 weapons were stolen, but how many violent crimes does it associate with? Of course, the news story doesn't say that much, but it's something to definitely think about. Don't you think? Anyways, New York City will hold a massive parade in Lower Manhattan on July the 7th to honor the city's doctors and nurses, along with other hometown heroes. It is going to be an example of great tradition of ticker tape parades, a ticker tape parade up the the canyon of heroes, Mayor Bill de Blasio said. De Blasio made the promise of the parade in April of 2020, saying that the pandemic was over with the city would honor those who put their lives on the line to help the sick New Yorkers through the pandemic. What do you think about that one? I think it's an interesting concept. And definitely well-deserved for the heroes, the doctors and the nurses that put their ass on the line for us you know, the normies, the normies as we talk about it. What do you think about that as you hear it? I mean, some definitely something to think about. Will every state start doing the same thing or will every big city start doing it? Something to, to consider as we start moving forward. Listen to our host of the Rated R Safety Show. Self-implode on our airwaves only on Safety FM. So this keeps on being a reoccurring story, so let's continue with this. The second suspect wanted in connection with the Saturday night shooting in Austin was arrested while in summer school. Yeah, you heard me there. Summer school. Austin police arrested 17-year-old and charged him with aggravated assault. He will be charged as an adult. The other suspect was a juvenile as well, was arrested a day after the shooting. So definitely some things to think about as we are talking about this. Anyways, let's talk about some other things going on inside of the world. So let me get my friend Johnny Smalls inside of here and let him tell you about what's going on inside of the world of the market. Here's your Market Beat Minute for Wednesday, June 16th, 2021. Equity markets are treading water near all-time highs in anticipation of the Fed's next move. The FOMC concludes its two-day policy meeting today and will shed some light on the future of interest rates with its decision. Following the release is a press conference with the FOMC chief, Jerome Powell, that should give new insight to the state of the economy as well. Economic data recently is mixed. The producer price index came in hotter than expected with producer-level input costs rising more than 6% from last year. On the manufacturing front, the Empire State Manufacturing Index came in below expectations, as did retail sales and the Home Builders Index. On balance, the economy is still expanding, but not as quickly as it was, and inflation is still on the rise. You can get the inside track from Wall Street's brightest minds delivered directly to your inbox every day at MarketBeatMinute.com. 
Okay, thank you, Johnny Smalls, for that one. Let me give you my side of the equation here. Wall Street closed lower on Tuesday as the Dow slid 94 points, and the Nasdaq tumbled about 101 points, and the S&P lost about 8 points. Data released on Tuesday shows retail spending slipped 1.3% in May. Many analysts still think that combination of reduced spending and rising inflation will not be enough for the Federal Reserve to increase the rates depending on who you talk to, of course. Crude oil attained the highest price in more than 2.5 years as it closed above $72. You know, I keep on reading these memes that people keep on posting about, oh my God, how how crazy the gas prices are compared to last year. Seriously, how can you compare it to last year? Did you hear about this weird thing? I mean, it's kind of, a, I know it's strange. It's It's a strange thing known as supply and demand. You know, it kind of works out that the more people want it, the more you charge, the less people want it, the less you charge. So if most people were sitting at home last year, not going anywhere, why would the price increase? Why wouldn't it decrease? Hardly anybody was using it. Sometimes they just question a lot of things. Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. So did you hear about this? This was kind of a big news story. A glitch in Southwest computer system stranded passengers at airport and terminals around the country. Issue began on Monday night when a misfire of the company's third-party weather data provided prompted the airline to ground its jets on several hours. Yesterday, the hiccups were blamed on intermittent performance issues with the airline's network connectivity. By Tuesday evening, are you ready for this? Some 500 flights had proactively been canceled. Five zero zero. Uh, so I thought it was kind of interesting going through that. I had several friends uh, that I was in contact with telling me about now the fear of traveling because of this, which makes all kinds of sense. Uh, but of course, at the time, it was unknown that it was a computer issue. It was actually funny because I was going as far as yesterday talking about some of this. We started off on Monday afternoon, Monday evening, and then we actually went until yesterday talking about it, which is kind of crazy um, thinking about it. And they were stranded in several different areas of the country. And I think that that will kind of be the normal um, in regards to when we start seeing more and more things fully occur. But anyway, it's kind of an interesting, kind of an interesting twist because here's going to be the thing now. If you have the option of doing a virtual event or doing an in-person event, especially when you hear about issues like this, are you going to show up in person or are you going to try to do it virtually? Just a question. Anyways, a fully vaccinated Hawaiian resident who traveled to Nevada last month has since then tested positive for the Delta coronavirus variant. The resident tested negative for the virus before traveling, but developed mild symptoms after days of returning home. The identified individual isolated after testing positive and close contacts were also quarantined. What? And close contacts were also quarantined. No secondary transmission has been reported. So the Delta coronavirus variant. Now, how many people are going to say, is that a variant associated to the airline? And that's not what I'm saying here. It's called that, okay? So let's just make sure that we're clear and no kind of weird iggies are going on there. Anyways, the husband of a South African woman who gave birth to 10 baby has not yet met them or seen his wife since she allegedly delivered them Earlier this month, I'm going to butcher this name. So bear with me. 
Taboga Totesti, wife of 30, wife, 37-year-old Gosami Sithol, recently made the headlines for giving birth of a record-breaking 10 children at one time. Oh, my. But now many, including Trosetis, are doubting the authenticity of the claim. According to the Sunday Times, local authorities have been unable to trace to any public or private hospitals. Also, no doctors have confirmed the birth, nor have any photos of the newborn surface. Numerous family members have come forward maintaining that did in fact give birth to 10 children. Why would you? I don't know why you would want to brag about that, about giving birth to 10 kids. I mean, if it's not true, it's kind of a weird thing. And why would you want to be famous for that i mean i don't know did you look at octomom and all of a sudden say hey this was kind of a cool thing that occurred back in the day i don't know i'm just asking the question here uh anyways 24 minutes past the top of the hour you and i are hanging out here doing the things that we do um i don't know i'm kind of feeling a little iffy about this one so let's go into it and do it anyways here is our main story on the Rated R Safety Show. So I have to ask the question, and the, you, you can talk about this pre-pandemic, post-pandemic, during the pandemic, and even prior to then. But have you ever noticed when organizations go through that repackaging phase of stuff? And I'm not talking about, hey, we've repackaged our logo and our branding, and now our marketing is spot on on what we're doing but they go through these changes that all of a sudden they're going to change the way that work is being done they're going to change the way that things are being done with inside of the organization and they turn around and they start essentially taking the stuff that they were using before renaming some ideas concepts and so on and then repackaging it and saying this is the new us this is the new thing that we're doing. We are a company. We are an organization that is taking a stand on doing X, Y, and Z. And sometimes there's big money dumped into these things on these repurposes, repurposing and repackaging of things. Now, have you noticed that that occurs quite often with safety programs? And I mean, we can take a look at a lot of things that took place during the pan, and then we can also take a look at things pre-pan on how we were getting a lot of people saying, we have this new program that can do risk identification based on COVID because we are COVID experts. Do you remember some of that? Because it does sound pretty familiar, doesn't it? And it was them taking risk management systems that they already had in place repackaging and slapping the word COVID on it and then selling it as a product. Some companies were doing that. Then there was the other portion of hazard identification. There were some other companies on what they were going to do. But it's interesting that when we start talking to people inside of organizations and we start going through the whole day in and day out, when you start noticing the repackaging, people have a lot of questions. People go through these things where they ask, why is this being done in this format? Because nothing has really changed. So my question to you, have you been inside of an organization where that has occurred? If so, what did you do when you noticed that it was repackaged what you were doing before? 
Now, I remember being at a company many, many moons ago, and the gentleman that we reported to, me and a, a dear colleague of mine at the time, reported to this gentleman, and he noticed that we caught the repackaging that quick. And he pretty much told us that we were not allowed to do and gloom, which I still chuckle about till this day. Um, in regards that he was so concerned that we were going to say something. And it wasn't all doom and gloomy, but it was one of those things that it was obvious of the repackaging. What I have noticed is when organizations do these things is that they do not last long or they're not sustainable. People default back to what was being done prior. Now, you might have some new fancy words or new fancy terms for some of this stuff. But it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to stick. Here's the thing. And it's kind of a weird conversation having this one. Because when you start thinking about it, you always have to meet somebody where they're at. That be at an organization, the people inside of an organization. And sometimes those transitions are difficult. Because let's talk about this real quick. Imagine that you have someone that you know that hasn't heard some of the stuff that you talk about in regards to the world of safety. And you've been talking about this for years and years and years and years and years and years and years. Okay. And they now have heard you speak about this for the first time. But you have somebody else who's known you for five years, 10 years. And they hear you talk about this all the time, all the time, all the time, all the time, all the time. And all of a sudden, the person that heard you the one time and the person that's known you for five to 10 years, all of a sudden get together. Do you think the five to 10 year person is going to believe that it's repackaged? So that's the thing. The concepts change sometimes. What you have ideology wise might change as you go through it. But sometimes organizations repackage, but then fall back. Do you understand what I mean by fall back? It is easy for us to go with what we've known for a longer period of time repackaging could be good for updating, but maybe repackaging isn't the way that we should talk about it. Maybe it's updating of the system of what you have already. Listen, I continue to talk about this and I say it all the time. I think we're getting to the point right now that safety will not be a standalone thing. And some people hate me saying that, and that's cool. But what I mean by that is because I think that we've spoken about this so much throughout the years that we're getting to the point now that cultures in organizations or cultures in organizations, better saying, are coming to the realization that it cannot be its own separate entity. You can't have a safety culture and a regular culture separated in two. It all has to be part of the culture of the organization. But as you look at this, I think some of the name changes that are happening inside of the org will happen. So this is how we get back to repackaging. As my good friend Sam Goodman says all the time, it's almost like safety fix it, where you need to know a little bit about everything inside of the organization. My question becomes this, what will this reorg look like in the future? Do you look at it that you have to have a better understanding inside of your organization outside of just safety alone? 
think about it for a moment. Because as you're starting to see some changes inside of some organizations, it seems more and more as we get further down the path, something that as safety people we've said for years, which would be a terrible idea for safety to report to operations. Think about that for a moment. How is this changing now? This is actually leaning heavily towards operations right now. Think about it. Think about how this has moved forward. Think about how this has changed. At one point, organizations had the safety person. If you were in a very, very good organization that had it kind of lined out properly, you probably reported into the CEO of the company or the highest level of safety reported into the CEO of the company or the CEO or not the COO, uh, the chief financial officer, the CFO. But it's interesting now that you're starting to see more and more, which is kind of an old school style, but it's kind of going back to some of it, where safety is going through HR. Now, you're blessed if you don't go into one of those HR happy-go-feely people um, because of some of the difficulties that come into safety. But you're going to start noticing some of the repackaging. So I wanted to bring up first the repackaging of systems that we do. But now that we start talking about repackaging on how your position is done, how will that look? And will you change the way that some of that stuff is said? Because if I tell you we repackage the system, we could do the same thing, we default back, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I can see it as a system. But when you start taking a look at it and we're talking about a person per se, how will that actually work? It's kind of an interesting vibe that comes to it. So if I could predict the future, well, number one, we would all be rich because I would give you all the lottery numbers. That would be kind of a rough share, but that's a whole other story. But the other portion to think about is maybe if you have not invested money, time in yourself, this might be the time to start doing so. I would start looking at expanding the way that your role is done. Think about it. If this starts changing all over the place and things start getting repackaged or repurposed in regards to how your position is done, you're going to need to understand the operation a little bit better. And I'm pretty sure that you already understand the operation pretty good. So what I would say is take some deep dives in culture change. If you want to take a good look at a place to where you can find out good information about culture change, I have this program. No, that's not really what I'm going to tell you. You can go to the UNICEF website, and they talk about culture changes right there. I think it might be some excellent information for you to take a look at. Anyways, that's me with my crystal ball trying to guess what the future is going to look like. I definitely don't know what it will be, but it's something that we need to start thinking about now. The, the worst thing to be about a part of or to be part of is that we get later down the road and it's too late because we're behind. So think about this for a brief moment or two and then just realize, what do I know? I'm just a guy behind a microphone. Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the home of real safety talk. You are listening to Safety FM. We'll be right back.
Hamilton was adopted from a rescue in 2008. He really likes to be around people. I get out my mat and I'm doing a downward dog and he's underneath. He's quite the pug about town. He gets invited to a lot of parties. He knows he's a pretty big deal. Look at this little face. I do not love him. Hamilton the Pug, Instagram star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States and the Ad Council. You make sure his toys don't have any sharp edges. You taught her what to do when the smoke alarm goes off. You do so much to keep your child safe. But are you using the right car seat for your child? Car crashes are a leading killer of children ages 1 to 13. Protect your child's future at every stage of life. For information on the right seat for your child, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. So you see, son, good manners are important. Should I go through it again? Yes. Yes, please. Yes, please. Exactly. Always say please, thank you, you're welcome, and excuse me. Sit up straight, hold doors open, don't speak with your mouth full, keep your elbows off the table. Share your things, play nice, and generally treat others the way you'd like to be treated. Got it? Got it. And stop picking your nose. Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But two minutes twice a day, making sure they brush their teeth is easier, and it could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. Visit 2min2x.org to find out more. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. I'm a retired school psychologist, and helping people was my thing. After my stroke, when Meals on Wheels started, I was on the other end of the stick, so to speak. My name is Julius Gaines, creative writer, poet, photographer. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. We all want to make sure that our family is protected in medical emergencies. What many of us don't realize is that health insurance won't always cover the full amount of an emergency medical flight. Even with comprehensive coverage, you could get hit with high deductibles and co-pays. That's why an Air MedCare Network membership is so important. As a member... If an emergency arises, you won't see a bill for air medical transport when flown by an AMCN provider. Best of all, a membership covers your entire household for as little as $85 a year. AMCN providers are called upon to transport nearly 100,000 patients a year. This is coverage no family should go without. Now, as a Jay Allen Show listener, you'll get up to a $50 e-gift card with a new membership. Simply visit airmedcarenetwork.com slash safety and use the offer code safety. And don't forget to tell them that Jay Allen sent you. So I interrupt this very important show to discuss this important matter with you. And here's what I want to share. You know that for years I have been telling you on this show that I don't sleep too great. Well, over the last few months, I've actually acquired a Helix sleep mattress. And it has changed the way that I sleep entirely. Listen, I have to tell you, for years I have struggled day in and day out or night in and night out on how I sleep. But ever since I went to Helix Sleep and took the sleep quiz, it has changed my way of sleeping. All you need to do to be able to encounter this luxury in your home, just go to helixsleep.com slash safety. That's helixsleep.com slash safety. Take their two-minute sleep quiz 
and they'll match you with a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. Helix Sleep is offering up to $200 off of all orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash safety. That's helixsleep.com slash safety for up to $200 off and two free pillows. Okay, can't origami without you. This is Rebel Day. And this song's readily available on Spotify on iTunes. Origami on the floor. I'm not even sure what the hell that means. Okay, so there you go. 41 minutes past the top of the hours. You and I are hanging out here on the Rated R Safety Show, listening to some origami without you. <laughs> okay, I think we've made the show dirty. Let's continue. Thanks for Rebel Day for allowing us to play this one. I mean that with the best intent. Seriously. Okay, okay, thank you. Without you, without... Oh, let's go back. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways, let's get into some craziness and talk about some other stuff going on inside of this lovely world of ours at this particular moment. So are you getting ready for Sunday? Let's talk about that because it's going to be important if you haven't done so. A lot of Father's Day's cards are going to waste a father's... The father of the world's largest family who had 39 wives and 99 children has died at the age of 76. What? Oh, we were just talking about this yesterday. Ziona China, uh, Ziona Chana was the leader of the religious set called China Pao, uh, which allows his male followers to be polygamous. His enormous family thought to be the largest in the world all live together. We also included 33 grandchildren and a great grandchild, plus 14 granddaughters. Grand, hold on, 14 daughters in law. The family live in four story houses with 100 rooms in the Indian village of Batawada. China's unusual lifestyle meant that he was has massive mansion and has become a tourist attraction. The Woping House is uh, its own school, workshop, playground areas, rear livestock, and a vegetable garden. Typically, family meals require up to 30 chickens, 132 pounds of potatoes, and 220 pounds of rice. And that's not even talking about the laundry. I mean, that's crazy. Doctors say that China suffered from diabetes, hypertension. He has had 94 kids, of course. He had high blood pressure, I would imagine. He's gone on the an eternal reward, something that he does not have 39 wives. So I don't know about that. Did we say yesterday that he died? Because I swear that we did not say that. I thought we said that he had complications about something. Uh, but whatever. Anyway, so there we... Uh, I shouldn't say whatever when I'm talking about some dude dying. I, I know, that's terrible. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. what I what I meant the whatever to what I said yesterday. But, you know, whatever can be misconstrued to however you want it. Anyways, here you go. Ice cream therapy. There you go. Does a bad day mean you'll be making up an extra trip or two to the refrigerator later? If so, you've got company. According to a new study... 
we are more likely to turn to food for mood boosters above any other coping mechanism. Well, I got some other ideas. Uh, 2,000 Americans were asked about the strategies that they use and when they're in a bad mood. 43% said eating something to feel better. Hmm. Okay. okay, what kind of food do, you, do they reach for? Half of the responders said sweet treats. While salt and others said while salty snacks came in second at 38%, other commonly used methods for lifting one's spirit weren't nearly as popular. Just 32% said they stretch or exercise, while 29% said they go out for fresh air. Well, that explains why I can't find anyone to drink with anymore. What was the other option all of the above? Except exercise, of course. Does anyone else have a bad day on purpose when they do for your wife to pick up Krispy Kreme the day before? I don't know. Just just an, just a question here. I'm kind of shocked that sex was not on that list. I don't know why I'm saying that, but it's the truth. It's kind of a shocker because other studies that I've seen, but it's in 2000 Americans. Maybe that explains a lot about what's going on. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. I guess going down the same topic, space news for the beginning to end. Here we go. Scientists say that humans could make babies on Mars and other planets. And the study researchers of Japan University of Yamahachi discovered that sperm can potentially survive in space of for hundreds of years, meaning that humans could possibly someday reproduce on the red planet. How does one figure this out? The scientists studied the effects of radiation on a batch of mouse sperm and made and had been freezed and then dried and then stored aboard the International Space Center for six years. It was previously believed that space radiation would destroy the sperm, rendering breeding impossible or even causing cancer. Space station astronauts are said to be quietly packing condoms in their carry-ons. <laughs> uh, we should we should not seek communication with aliens because doing so could be death to us all, according to a physicist. Mark Buchanan warns that, it, that we should stop trying to contact different life forms and we should be grateful that there has been no evidence of contact yet. In a cheery titled article in the Washington Post called Contacting aliens could end all of the life on Earth. Buchanan explains that using today what today's technology without overseeing even one person could take actions affecting the future of the entire planet. Because any aliens we ultimately encounter will likely be far more technologically advanced than we are. He says that because of most other stars are much older than the sun... There ought to be many civilizations in the galaxy, millions of years more advanced than ours, and many of these could allegedly be exploring the colonization of the galaxy. Wow, this is getting deep quick. Uh, he says that maybe the reason that they remain out of contact is because they know that sending out signals is catastrophically risky. Yep, totally the plot of a sci-fi movie. I, I mean, it sounds like it. That one alien that you contacted, change it everything going forward oops what did he just say we at safety fm don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests now back to real safety talk on safety fm okay so let's get into some happier notes real quick let's get johnny smalls back in here let's talk about the motivation minute for this wednesday the 16th the motivation minute is courtesy of bettercreditcards.com 
Today's quote has been submitted by Joshua. C.S. Lewis said, You can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending. Thank you, Joshua. Somebody needed to hear that today. Dwelling on the past doesn't help. Unless you're a historian, don't spend much time thinking about the past. It's not going to change anyway. Think about what you can do today to move in the right direction. We can't change yesterday, but we can make today matter. And that will change tomorrow. Even if it's little steps, take little steps in the right direction to make the positive change you need in your life. This has been today's Motivation Minute, courtesy of BetterCreditCards.com. I'm John Small. Thanks for listening. Your favorite motivational quotes can be submitted for upcoming programs at MotivationMinute.org. You are listening to a radio god. What? This has to be an error. That host is not a radio god. Anyways, this is the Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Okay, thank you, Jenny Smalls, for that one. Always important bringing that motivation minute into the into the wheelhouse. Anyways, uh, lottery, lottery, lottery. Let's talk about it. No winner for Saturday's Powerball drawing. Tonight's drawing will be for a $40 million jackpot or a $28.1 million cash payout. So if you're into play the game, there you go. It's time to play the game. Uh, so let's continue talking real quick about some other things going on real quick. Um, so because we talked about Tiger King during the pandemic, we have to talk about it anytime that we it does show up. But Joe Exotic is launching his own line of cannabis. The Tiger King star attorney Brad Small told TMZ that he has a deal locked in for Joe to partner with Tango Hotel Charlie Group LLC and Canix. LTD to launch the, his line of cannabis. The product will include CBD edibles that will be sold in California, Colorado, and Oklahoma. The launch is set to happen in the next few weeks. Look at that. Still pulling in some dough from prison. Isn't that something? Anyway, Shelby Hollihan has been has been banned from the Olympics for four years after testing positive for a banned substance that she says that she was a tainted pork in a burrito. That's a shitty burrito. Uh, the 28-year-old runner who holds the U.S. record in the 1,500 and the 5,000 meter made the revelation just days before the start of the Olympic track and field trials. Shelby, who is adamantly denies taking performance-enhancing drugs, said that she will continue to fight to prove her innocence. There you go. So, I don't know. Tainted pork? I would be so paranoid being... Uh, the Olympian in regards of all the stuff that you have to make sure that you maintain uh, and not have anything tainted and all that kind of fun stuff. I mean, could you just imagine the cluster that you have to go through to make sure that everything's good to go? Anyways, just some stuff to think about. Anyways, let's talk about some things that happened back on this date. It is 50 minutes past the top of the hour. Back in 2015, Donald Trump launches his campaign for the Republican nomination for U.S. President at the Trump Towers. That was back in 2015 on this date. Also, back in 2017, Amazon buys Whole Foods for $13.7 billion. The the purchase represents a major escalation in the company's long-running battle with Walmart, the largest grocery retailer in the U.S. Yeah, the largest grocery retailer in the U.S., just in case you did not know that. Anyways, let's talk about some birthdays that are going on today. DJ Dosh turns 28. Diane DeGarmo. Diana DeGarmo turns 34. Matt Costa turns 39. Adam Ray, 40. 
Phil Milkerson, 51. He's a pro golfer, just in case. Femi Kifutu, musician, turns 59. Lori McCaff turns 66. And Joyce Carol Oates turns 83. Also, just talking about some famous people that actually would have been their birthday today that have passed away. The Ultimate Warrior. Yes, he was a wrestler. Tupac Shakur and Adam Smith, just in case. Just in case you did not know that, Phil, that we should probably share it and talk about it. Anyways, let's talk about did you know? That's going to be important. A houseplant with at least nine leaves has sold for a record-breaking $19,297 on a New Zealand auction site. Bids for the very rare white closed on Sunday night after a flurry of biting resulting in the medium lab being named eventually the winner the New Zealand dollar the yeah the news the in the New Zealand dollar in the winning bid was 27,100 in items descriptions the seller says it's a plant that has eight leaves with the ninth just about to uncurl each leaf has excellent very oh my god variations and it does stem as well as the rooted 14 centimeters from the pot trade trade me spokesperson millie sylvester said that it was the most expensive house plant ever sold and some crazy person definitely bought it if you think about it we at safety fm are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying he is trying to be entertaining rated r safety show okay so let's talk about some days you can celebrate today international waterfall day international fresh veggies days now this one's interesting after national fresh veggies days it's also national fudge day celebrating the ooey gooey treat that can be inhaled warm or cold fudge is said to be the result of a late night craving of vassar college girls in the early 20th century so there you go it's also world sea turtle day just in case you want to know it and booms day yeah, Boomsday, just in case you were trying to figure out what the heck that is. Anyways, let's talk, give you some whack facts on this wacky Wednesday. In the 1950s, both the U.S. and the USSR had plans to bomb the moon. What the hell were they going to do that for? Uh, the, the largest ever hairball was found in a cow's stomach weighing 55 pounds and measuring 38 inches. The most popular condiment in, German, <laughs> in Germany, or, or excuse me, in the most popular condiment, or the the three most popular condiments in German restaurants are mustard, horseradish, and applesauce. Eh, interesting combo. More than a hundred thousand chemical reactions happen in the human brain every second. Oh, isn't that isn't that heartwarming? Beeping alarm clocks have been known to cause heart attacks. Oh, let's get rid of that stuff. All I need is an appliance yelling at me. Uh, during World War II, novelty toilet paper was printed with images of Hitler on them hmm. that's a lot to say that's a lot there's a lot to probably talk about there anyways before i forget and we get too far into this thing let me tell you about the most important thing that i'm gonna tell you all day let me tell you about my friends at the american foundation for suicide prevention you can find out more information on their website at afsp.org but i want you to know that you are not alone whether you have struggled with suicide yourself or lost a loved one know that you're not alone hear about personal experiences from local in your local community for from people whose lives have been impacted by suicide and depression if you want to find out more information of course you can go to the website afsp.org or call 1-800-273-TALK that's 1-800-273-TALK or text the word talk to 741-741 
Just know that you're not alone. And before you do your next move, if you've been contemplating suicide, make sure that you give them a call. Seriously, don't do anything until you do. Let's continue talking about some other news stories that are going on currently. The U.S. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I think we talked about this, but well, we should talk about it again. The U.S. National Spelling Bee kicked off this weekend and concluded the week on July. Uh, will conclude on the week of July the eighth on ESPN. Here's what I know about the National Spelling Bee. It starts with a bunch of kids who battle it out on TV until there is one victor who is crowned the Donald, who's crowned by Donald Sutherland, then returned to their home district. Or I am thinking of something else. Yeah, I definitely think about something else. A massive heat wave has swept across the U.S. with all-time temperature record being broken. Climate change has so many people moving towards the water that even the Great Pacific Garbage Patch has a Six Flags now. A 49-year-old Carmen Electra has been uploading hot bikini pics on Instagram have gone viral. Sweet, yelled by uncle from 1998. Listen at your own risk. Rated R Safety Show. Okay, Tupac Shakur would have been 50 today to mark the occasion he recorded three new albums. Sunday is Father's Day, so it's widely known in the NBA opening cards from Stranger's Day. Oh, my. We're going to get in trouble for that one. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. Okay, so just to kind of spread the word, my friend Dr. Todd Conklin is actually doing his newest class, Bouncing Forward. If you're interested in finding out some more information, you can come to our website, safetyfm.io. That's one of the many websites that we have. There'll be some more information about the class if you want to sign up, take it. It's all new information about how to bounce forward past covid so there you go find out some more information on what you can do by going to safetyfm.io anyways let me tell you about some random joke for today if you need one i don't play hard to get i play too awkward to want if you need a phone starter for today try this one what thing would the rest of your graduating class remember about you oh god that's a scary question uh if you need something for the water cooler, try this one. One study found that a man starts turning into their father at the age of 38. What is the f- number one sign that a man is becoming a dad? Falling asleep on the living room recliner or couch. So shit, I was a dad for a long period of time then. I think I used to do that in my 20s. Uh, so anyways, that's it. That's going to be pretty much the bulk of the show. If you want to come and hang out with me, I will be going over to Radio Big at the top of the hour here. So you can come out to RadioBig.fm. You can put that right in your web browser. We can come out, hang out together, listen to some music, talk about some other news stories about things that are going on. If you don't want to do that, you want to still hang out on the radio station at safetyfm.com to stay right there or download the app. You can put it on any mobile device and take a listen around on what's going on right there. Anyways, if I can leave you with a thought for today, I would love to leave you with this one. Character is much easier kept than recovered. Think about that before you make your next move. Anyways, you've been listening to the Rated R Safety Show exclusively on RadioBig.fm and SafetyFM.com. Safety FM is the home of real safety talk. We definitely could not do what we do without you. The most important part, the listener. I know who you are. You know who I am. Duh. Love you, mean it, and goodbye. 
The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.